While we're at it, let's go ahead and welcome our online family, Facebook, YouTube, Highlight.Church. We are so glad that you're there with us today. Wow, man, it's good to see you all. It's good to see you all. So proud of us all for making the effort to get to, get to church today. It's, it's pretty rainy here in Moco, Maryland. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, we made it and we're glad to be here, so... How about team night last night? Was that fun? Yeah, yeah. That was fun, man. That was fun. It was a little dangerous, but it was fun. <laughs> Talking about one game in particular, I think. What, what Was that level two or level three? I forget. Two, two. Yeah. Yeah, no, no level two next time. If you're there, I, I, I tried to make a quick move on someone. I slipped. I tried to be slick, and I slipped. And so um, if you weren't there, you weren't there. I said, oh, he, he, he taking it further. He said, I slide. So today I want to bring a word um, from the Lord for your heart and for your life today. And, and um, let's go ahead and let's lean in. Uh, we are a note-taking church, so if you got pen and pad and, and phone, it's going to be a, a great message. Today I'll, I'll go ahead and let you know the, the, the title up front, and uh, the title is Understanding Big Dreams. Understanding Big Dreams is going to be your title up front. And so um, I want you to go ahead and join me. Whether you have a Bible or not, we prepared the scriptures for you. We got uh, three big Bibles, two screens here and one behind me. So no worries. We, we built this church for seasoned believers, non-believers, new believers. Yeah. So wherever you fall, we're here for you. We're here to serve you. So let's go ahead and read this story. Very interesting text here. First uh, Chronicles chapter 4, we'll pick it up at verse 9. It says, There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. And it says his mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. Wow. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. I love his selfishness. I think a lot of times we get a little too religious, and we just hang out in there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He says, I know you're grateful for me. What do you want? You know what I mean? Like, ask me for something. You know what I mean? And so he says this here, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from trouble, from all trouble and pain. So he takes a shot at his mom and the labels that she put on him. And I love it. This is my favorite part of the verse here. Verse 10, it says, And God granted him his request. Amen. Amen. Uh, I got some good news for you. Got some real good news for you. You ready? Yeah. Good. I, I feel better about this, this experience. I love my 9 o'clock people. I know you're probably double dipping because that's how good the word was in the first experience. So I know you're out there, but... So don't take any offense to this, but my 9 a.m. this morning is usually my go-to service, usually a lot of energy because they're up and they're ready to go. <laughs> it's you guys that I have a lot of trouble with because, you know, y'all wake up late and you, you're still getting those eye boogers out and, and all that stuff, and, um, but you're here, and so, so that's what we celebrate. Um, I want to give you some good news. You ready for this? Yeah. All right, all right, here it is. Go ahead and write this down. Don't clap. Just take this in. Here it is. You have permission to dream big. You have the permission to dream big. 
I would say at least once or twice a year, we, we preach a message on dreaming big and believing God for the impossible. Because the Bible is clear that God is always looking for faith. Yes. And more than that, he's looking to see whose life he can move mightily through. And uh, I don't know about you, but that just sounds super good. I want to be a candidate for that. I want to be a candidate for God doing, Lord, don't allow 75 years to pass by. And I got stuck from 30 to 75 and just in the same wrong. You know what I mean? I think we should be, we should be growing. So you have permission to dream big. Let me go ahead and define dreams for you here real quick. And um, dreams, go ahead and write this down. Dreams are, this is how we're going to define it, are snapshots of a desired future. Dreams are snapshots of a desired future. And um, now we know biblically, a lot of characters in the Bible had dreams. So Joseph was a dreamer. We're going to talk about him here in a few minutes, probably in about two hours. You'll still be in here with me. <laughs> I'll be about wrapping it up in about two hours. Um, I knew people were like, why did you invite me here? Um, it's loud, it's dark, and he has a pink shirt on. So, you know, what's going on? Um, anyway, and so... But there are dreams in the scripture, and, and God will give you dreams when you're asleep. Um, you may see, like, you may be in a car, okay? So cars, if you want to write this down, cars or vehicles represent your purpose, your ministry, your calling. Um, you may uh, be in a room that you were raised in at grandma's house. Some of you have had some of those dreams. You may see a snake. You may see spiders. Um, uh, you, 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 you know, it's just different things. Different things mean different things. And so um, it's one of the ways that God communicates to us. As a matter of fact, we sleep one-third of our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, one-third of the Bible is built, built in, in in the Scripture, our dreams. We sleep a third of our lives. So one of the ways that God communicates us is through dreams. Yeah. But we're not going to get that deep into it because we don't want a million emails coming to us tomorrow because you dreamed and uh, your pinky toe was pink and the big toe was purple. And it's like, what does this mean? It's like, I don't know. Did you go painting last night and have too much wine? I mean, it it doesn't mean anything. So, (laughs) you know, but um, we're not going to go that deep tonight. We're going to keep it, keep it practical. You understand? Because I think that Jesus was extremely Practical. I do want to give you some key thoughts, though, about snapshots of your desired future. I want to give you some key thoughts. Go ahead and write this down. Is number one is big dreams don't always involve millions of dollars. Because if you're not careful, you'll get caught in the trap of not dreaming big. Because if you're pursuing that, and you do it long enough and you never attain it, you'll grow discouraged. So big dreams don't always involve millions of dollars. As a matter of fact, most millionaires are miserable because they've gained the world, but they've lost their soul. They're miserable. They, They put on a good facade, but it's not what it's all made out to be. Here it is. The second thought about big dreams is, number two, write this down. Big dreams don't always involve traveling the world. As a matter of fact, some of the greatest people who have made the biggest impact in society have never traveled outside of their home country or town. So it doesn't 
involve traveling. I want to go here. I want to go there. Nothing wrong with that. I'm all for that. I love traveling. Uh, we, we, we travel quite a bit every year. And, and the more we move forward and the more the church moves forward, we're, we're asked to come certain places. But let me tell you, man, it's not what it's all made out to be. I mean, you got to pack, you got to go through security and got to sleep places you don't want to, you don't know what people did. You don't even know if they wash the sheets anymore. It ain't all it's made out to be. So big dreams don't always involve traveling the world. And the third thing is this, is big dreams don't always involve fame and popularity. Yeah. Just come to find out that a lot of the people I look up to, and similar to you, we all are motivated and inspired by certain people, be it spiritual or not spiritual. There, at the onset, they didn't seek to be famous. Their goal was to be effective. And as they were effective, the fame came. And that's the current trap that we live in right now with social media and technology. It's, I posted a picture, but why did I only get 12 likes? I should have got 1,200. So big dreams don't always involve fame and popularity, okay? So, but I do want to give you some, some big dream categories. Are y'all okay? Yeah. I mean, I already read the Bible. I don't, am I boring you? I think this is good. I want to give you some understanding, you know what I mean? Y'all want me to read Psalm 1 and break it down. You go go out there and live the same kind of life, but can I just talk to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? I want to talk to you, all right? All right, all right. I could go to Hebrews chapter 10, talk about blood sacrifices and goats and lambs and Christ. No, okay, stick with this. Okay, all right, all right. I mean, it's good stuff, but it's, you know, he's greater than Moses, he's greater than the angels, and it's, it's all great stuff. But I want to give you four buckets for your big dreams, because I know that this is where you are. And so the first bucket is spiritual. You dream big in the area of your spiritual life. Most people want to have a a good relationship with God. Whether they admit it or not, you, you want to know God. You want to know, does God love me? Does God approve of me? He does. He, he loves you with an unfailing love. He is madly in love with you. That's a big dream. For a lot of people, Olivia, a big dream is, I want to understand the Bible. And I would like to have a good grip on it before the end of 2021. I've been getting that a lot. That's a big dream. Uh, I want to know how to pray. Get that a lot. How do you pray? Prayer is just a dialogue. You just talk to the Lord. Let your heart out. It's, it's nothing fancy about it. You know what I mean? Like, we, we switch up dialects all the time. Oh, thou Lord, thou thee, thou this. Oh. And God's like, I don't understand you, bro. Like, talk like you talk. But that's a big dream for people. You want to know how to pray. Okay, the second one is this. It's relational. The second bucket is relational. A lot of us have... Big dreams in the area of our relationships. For some people, your biggest dream right now is to heal from a damaging relationship within the next six months. That's a huge dream. So you see what I mean? All big dreams don't involve lofty, owning Fortune 500 companies and being the next Elon Musk. It's, bro, I'm trying to get through this year with this crazy woman. This crazy, see, I ain't going to get no thoughts on that. Don't clap, married men, and don't look. Just look at me. Even if you in the car with her, look at the phone and look at me. Because she ain't going to cook if you. But it's a big dream, relational. 
Another big dream is financial. We'd all agree. Financial, debt free, right? Some people dream of having margin. You wake up and you're never worried because it's, it's money there, right? That's a dream. Or generosity. You want to be generous on every occasion. You need something, I got you. You need something, I got you. Those are big, big dreams. And the, and the fourth one is impact or impactful. So some people dream of just making a difference in society. These are all big dreams. Wow. All right, here are a few thoughts. This is a standalone message, so that's some freedom. You know, as I was preparing for this message on Thursday, Brandon, there's a fly. I never get flies in my office. <laughs> if you know biblically what flies mean, it's, uh, it's quite interesting. I don't think the enemy wants you to get this word in your heart. Yes, they're symbols of the demonic realm. And I mean, he, he stayed right, right on those tiles. And you really don't want to, because you might, you know, break the tile, something might come down. I said, as soon as you get on a wall, I'm killing you. (laughs) Guess when I finally got a chance to kill him, Francie? When it was time to leave. I'm not even lying to you about it. From 9 to 2.30 when it was time to get my son. So I'm like, something's against this word. So I want us to put our hands together if you're ready for this word. Yeah. Because I, I can plant the seed, but if the soil's not fertile, you go walk out here and whatever. But if your soil's ready, we can do something. The first thing I want us to take note of, big dreams are, number one, practical and supernatural. They're practical and supernatural. They are... Uh, some people fall into the trap of being too too spiritual. You know what I mean? Jesus, you know, world, you know, Jesus, everything, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Number one, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Everything that comes out of your mouth, Jesus. My super practical people are real happy about this because I'm writing on them. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And it's like, can you please slow? Let's go have a coke. Let's go to a movie. Let's go shop. Let's watch Jackie Chan kick someone in the face. That's enough of the, come on, see the spiritual people like. And the practical people, you get with them. Everything's a cuss word in the music. I get with you. You're always joking about the same jokes, the same stupid stuff we talked about last year. You still joking about. See, not the practical people like, oh, spiritual people like, because they're spiritual, they won't clap. They're like, you know what I mean? No growth. No Jesus. Anytime we talk and hang out, there has to be a balance. I I love Jesus, but I also love. Optimus Prime, and and I want to see buildings blow up, and I want to go out, and I want to do certain things. Y'all ain't with me today. It has to be a balance. I want to see Jackie kick somebody in the face. I love going to YouTube. Y'all too young for this. Going back to wrestling and watching Ric Flair come on out. Woo! Woo! Y'all too young for Ric Flair. I love it. Don't get me started. 
I love it. Some of you are too, too spiritual, though, too deep. Yeah, and then some of y'all just, you know what I mean? So it's practical, and it's the same with your dreams. It's not all this, Lord Jesus. Like, I, I don't like this prayer, and y'all, y'all won't like I'm being too real because it's the last service. I do not like this prayer because it is impossible to stop until Jesus comes back. I, I, I don't like this prayer. Lord God, we sever the spirit of racism in Jesus' name. Do you not understand the spiritual realm? That is a demonic entity that none of us can really touch. As long as there are people with different colored skin who don't know Jesus in this world, there will be racism and prejudice. Uh, come on now. Come on, come on, come on. It's too deep. It's too deep. Yes, black lives do matter. But all lives matter, coming from a black man. See, it's quiet now. I'm hitting a nerve. I'm hitting a nerve. I mean, it's too practical. It's too fleshly. Black lives do matter. But I was raised in a black neighborhood. And until we really start loving each other first in our context, in our neighborhood, I don't want to hear it again. Oh, it's quiet now. I don't want to hear it again. I was raised in a black neighborhood. And I know some brothers that hate brothers. It's so fleshly that that it does not involve God. No, no. The goal is what Jesus said. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. As you love. That's how we... That's how we do this thing. (laughs) I need a hand from the church. If that's truth, celebrate that truth. That's kingdom. I don't care nothing about that. We care about the kingdom. We love all people. We live for all people. We serve all people. Not just black people. Not just white people. Not just Hispanic people. All people. Start caring about your neighborhood. That's where the change starts. Too too fleshly and too spiritual. Big dreams are practical. Now, I might get some emails. They're going in the trash because it's truth. If it ain't truth, it's trash. Proverbs 16. So sick of it, man. It's, it's, it's a poverty mentality that interrupts what the Spirit of God is trying to do in all of us together. And it starts not in the White House. It starts in our house. 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 It just, uh, it just, uh, and um, I'm, I'm building this church with white men, black men, 
Asian men, Latino men, Indian men, white women, black women, Asian women, Latino women. So, so you see how that entity is too big to attack? Because it's a lie. This is kingdom. This is love. This is the church. Man, I done switched up the whole message. I don't even... God, Lord, why you do that? He's like, this is the Josh I created. I don't want it, Lord. It's too real. I don't want to be the vessel. (laughs) Hey, I looked at your mask, and I thought it was a made-up smile. It's you. It's your mouth. I love it. I love it. All right, here it is. Practical and supernatural. Here it is. We humans make plans, but the Lord has the final word. You see that? So, so what I love about Jabez, back to the message, is that he didn't wait on God. You know, the Bible doesn't say like he got it from God and asked it. He just said, Lord, expand my territory. So he had a plan, right? But God, so practical, my plan, God has the final word, supernatural. Okay, and it says this here. We may think we know what is right, but the Lord is the judge of our motives. Here it is. This is the key. Share. Someone say share. Share. Your plans with the Lord and you will succeed. There's a formula for you. It's very simple. When you share something, you give it up. So what was Jabez doing in his prayers? He was sharing. Because on the practical side, I have a plan memo. But that's the trap about it. Like, I have a plan. Lord, I believe in you. I believe when I die, I'm going to go to heaven, but I have my plans. I'm going to work it out in my finances. I'm going to work it out in my relationships. I'm going to work it out. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. But the Bible says, share it with him. Give it over to God. So those, those dream buckets, those dream buckets, some of y'all uh, uh, want to be out of debt, financial freedom, right? God has plans for that right? God's plan, God's plan. Tithe. The first 10% of your income belongs to God. Until you get that first step in order, you can't expect to be debt-free. You can't expect to have margin. You can't expect to be generous on every occasion. I have to share it with him and invoke the supernatural into my life. You understand this? Uh, uh, Some of you want certain relationships to be reconciled. So God has a word for that. Allow every word that comes out of your mouth to edify the listener. Forgive. Yes. Bear the burdens of another sin. Dust it under the rug. I have plans for this relationship, but I have to share it with the supernatural. So, so, so I have to bring him into it. You know what I mean? Is, is this helping you out? Yes. So, so it's, 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 no, it's okay. It's practical and it is, and it is supernatural. And so I want to give you three, three simple things real quick to invoke the supernatural. This is number one. Go ahead and write this down. Accept God's love. That's the first step. Accept his love. It's a big deal. It, it, I'm thinking about Jabez, and I'm like, he, he had to have pressed through into the love of his father to get through the labels that his mom put on him. 
Because that's a tough label from when you're a little boy, you know this to be true. The person you love the most, no matter how terrible or how, how good she was, the person you love the most growing up is your mother. But to put such detrimental labels on someone, he would have had to work through the practical, the natural, and tap into the fact that there is a God who loves me. And, 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 so, and, so, and so I want you to accept God's love. God is in love with you. He's madly in love with you. I think a lot of times we walk around and we think, man, is God mad with me today? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I messed up last night. I just want to say he's not. He, he, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. The second thing you got to do, though, is you got to trust God's plan. You have a plan, but trust his plan. You have a plan. Share your plan with him. Trust his plan. Uh, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, your favorite verse. For I know you have plans. For I know the plans I have for you. You have plans for you. I have plans for you. What I need you to do is to, like an English paper, submit your paper to heaven. But you know that when the English teacher asked you to submit your rough draft, you knew what he or she was going to do. Red pen. You got that circle back? And it was bleeding the blood red blood of Jesus Christ. Like edit, put that arrow, that word, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. And I don't know how heaven does it, but Jabez shared his plan. I think there may be some kind of angelic uh, secretary in heaven that when you say, Lord, bless my relate, bless it. I think he, he or she gets it, whoever it is, whatever it is. I don't know the gender. Don't, they don't have genders, but yeah, I think they get it. And they're like, heaven's plan, your plan. And they submit it back to you. But you don't get it in paper form. It comes in the form of rejection. It comes in the form of, man, I thought this was going to happen February of 2020. And it's February of 2021. It still hasn't happened. That's because when you prayed it, you submitted it to heaven. And it was sent back but in spirit. And the reason it hasn't happened is because when you pray, you ask for the supernatural to be invoked, and now it is. So now rejection is protection. It's protection. Before you mess your life up. Yeah, yeah. That person broke up with me. Great. That's great. You, you needed that. I want to marry them so bad, Lord. I want them. I wish they'd come to Jesus. You can't force anybody to the Lord. Yeah. Second one. Y'all ready? Y'all like these standalones? I get a little free on them, you know. So, all right. Number two. Oh, oh my God. I had to tell. The number two. I'm scared of number two. I'm afraid of number two. This might be the death of highlight. Oh. Eric, I'm sorry, man. You just got started, too. Get up for Eric, everybody. He's a new, there's a couple of y'all in here. New, new team members, we love you. Forgive me if I only remember Eric's name. I love you to death. I promise you I do. And I do know your name. I do know you. 
But I'm, I'm scared of number two, y'all. It's a cuss word. Oh, Rhoda, I'm sorry. I love you. It's been, it's been a good ride. A couple, couple years. And I said, Lord, when that flower was in there, I said, Lord, it must have came when I was chasing the flower. So upset. I said, Lord, I, this ain't you. Like, this, this can't be big dreams. And he said, yeah, this is me. And about 80% of the people might stand up and leave after you say this. I'm like, but Lord, I'm a preacher. I can't cuss behind the pulpit. Behind the pulpit. <laughs> that. People don't be catching it. <laughs> they don't catch it. Uh, he said, no, you must say this. All right. It was, it was, it was nice. I, I had people looking around at the 9 a.m. like, Miss Cheryl was like, no, don't cuss. I love this church. I found my church. Don't do it. Online family, it was good. Big dreams, number two. It was nice knowing y'all. Y'all ready? I'll see y'all in the store around. Tell Here it is. Now I'm so scared. <laughs> Big dreams. Take time. Oh, y'all still here. Okay, we made it. Come on, put your hands together. We're still here. All right. Woo! 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 That's a cuss word in this generation. Right? And y'all know I'm telling the truth. Like, like you take it from um, conception to birth, a, a regular uh, cycle or so, 270 days, normal. If we talk about a high school diploma from birth to, that's 18 years. Yeah. If you're talking your doctorate, so I'm staying in the realm of education. I could go in different examples. 26 years, that's, that's like almost 10,000 days if you do the math. Great, great things take time. And so I'm in there, and I got some clarity in the Holy Spirit, um, because Chris came in, y'all, with a a blow can. I'm like, (laughs) he said, just spam. I'm like, Chris, go go to your office. But I actually took him up on it. So I'm in a... And then they didn't do nothing. Out. But I got some peace because he stayed still for about 10 or 15 minutes. And the Holy Spirit, he said, um, look up Instagram's mission statement. I'm like, whoa, this is fun. And Instagram's mission statement is this. It is to capture and share the world's moments. To capture and share the world's Moments, 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 moments. To capture and share your favorite celebrities' moments. To capture and share that beautiful family that you aspire for your family to be like, their moment, their moment, their moment. Not knowing that they just had a full blowout right before that moment. That moment, that moment. And then he said, um, do you know how long a moment is? 
And I'm like, wow, that's a good, I never thought about that question. Do you know how long a moment is? Huh? Someone said 30 seconds? No, not quite, almost. Three seconds? No, it's, it's, I'm surprisingly, I thought it was like a second. It's longer than that. A moment is 90 seconds. 90 seconds. A moment. A moment. A 90-second moment. And now think about Jabez, all right? Uh, Lord, bless me and expand my territory. Big dream. Practical dream. Financial dream. Territory? Territory is not cheap. Financial dream. Bless me. Expand my territory. Next verse. Um, Keep me away from all pain, all harm. End of verse 10. And God granted him his request. Snapshot. Two verses. Lord, bless me, expand my territory, and God granted him his request. Snapshot. The trap about Jabez's two verses is that you'll think it only took Jabez to acquire all of that blessing and all of those dreams in 90 seconds. And this is the problem. This is the spirit of the age right now. This is what's driving us crazy, and we don't even know it. We're just scrolling. And and let me tell you, it's not that your job sucks. It's not that your family is all that bad. The reason you got that strain in your neck and that stress and that lack of peace up here is because you spend all your time Whoa, whoa. And this is the problem, Jason, is that here it is. We are trying to fit a 90-year process. That's how God works, into a 90-second post. That's the spirit of the age right now. I want it right now. I need it right now. I want my house right now. I want that new car right now. I want that status right now. I want my husband right now. I want my wife right now. They got it. I should be able to have it right now, right now, right now. A 90-year crock pot, bacon in the oven, Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving meal versus some popcorn. We're trying to fit God's way into an Instagram society. I told you it was a cuss word. I told you it was a cuss word, Emma. But if you look at all the Bible greats, I almost preached Abraham. I, we could go from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus waited 30 years to start his ministry. I'm sure when he was 18, he was, God, I can do it. We can do it now, Father. He's like, nope. We got 12 more years. Genesis 12, Abraham, I'm going to bless you, make you a great nation, make you mighty, make you strong. Uh, uh, 15 years in, he still has not had a son. There is no sign of God's promise. It took 25 years. Yeah, it takes time. It takes time. And, and so this is what happens. We're on the phone. And what's getting on the inside of us is, I want their portion. Yeah. 
Lord, I want what they have, the thing that you have not promised me. So I was on the way to team night last night, and I don't know what it was. It was weird because I haven't studied Moses in depth in like two or three years. Honestly, Trevor, almost called you Pastor Trevor. Man, because Pastor Child, I'm, I'm looking in, so it's like something, something just shifted. <laughs> I'm not even playing. It almost slipped out, but you're in, you're in process, you know, 90-year process. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful process. I mean, think about it. You're a leader of the parking team. Excellence, excellence, excellence. In between every service, you're in there cleaning the bathroom. But then we look around, and you're up front worshiping. You're in process. And you're not back. Come on. You're not backing down from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key. That, that's, that's what you call kingdom math. That's how, that's how Jesus blesses. That's how, you know, that's how Jesus works. As a matter of fact, when Jabez was praying for his territory to be expanded, he was not praying for land. He was praying for the opportunity to serve and to lead people. And as he did that, his influence grew and he would need more land. So it's, it's kingdom. It's kingdom. So what we do is we, we say, I want your portion. So, so Moses said, do not covet. And it's not because coveting is such a terrible sin. Coveting is to want someone else's portion. It's not because it's such a bad sin, but God understood that when someone covets, he understands the effect that it has on your soul. And so now we're driven by jealousy and envy, and we're motivated by a pseudo timeline that God has not promised us. And what it does is it takes away from the faith, the focus, and the fortitude that we need to step into everything that God has for us. Are y'all tired? Uh, what is the title of my message? Understanding big dreams. So if you're not careful, you would have thought, wow, we're about to talk about big dreams. Woo! No, no, it's understanding the nature of them. They, they take time. This is one of my favorite verses. I want to pass this on to you, okay, as we prepare to go. Here it is, Psalm 37, verse 34. This is King David at the end of his life, okay? He says this here, put your hope in the Lord. Travel steadily, someone say steadily, Steadily. along his path, and he will honor you by giving you the land. Can I preach this like I want to? I'm, I'm already two minutes over, but can I go about 10 more minutes? Are you okay with that? Are you okay? I don't want to feel rushed. I don't want to feel rushed. Okay, okay, here it is, here it is. We, 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 so, so, so if you go and you read David's story, okay, I'm giving you word right now. So you want it word, I'm giving you word, all right? We, we left the practical with the four buckets, but I'm giving you straight up Bible right now. You ready? Here it is. So you, you should read David's story. First Samuel, second Samuel, first Chronicles, second Chronicles, he dies. This is what annoys me about his story. What point are we on number two? What's number two? Take time, take time. Take time. At the end of his life, he gets one sentence. The author writes, Lance, you're with me. The author writes, and King David lived a long life full of honor, wealth, and prosperity. That was it. One sentence. Snapshot. And I'm like, Lord, I got an issue with this. Not that your word is wrong. 
But if anyone were to just open the Bible and read that verse, you say, man, David's the man. Yeah, he is. But we know better. Go ahead and head on over to 1 Samuel 15. Go back. When Samuel the prophet came to anoint the second king of Israel, and Jesse, who put his son in the back, who didn't care about his son, brought out David's seven older sons. And Samuel's like, it got to be him. He looked good. He got good hair. He's tall. He looks great. He, He has to be the next king. The Lord said, it ain't him. Jesse brought number two. It ain't him. Number three. It ain't him. Number seven. It's not him. The prophet's like, is there anyone else? Because uh, I know I'm in the right home. It's your home, Jesse. Who else? His dad's like, God, it's the baby boy. He ain't even dressed for dinner. He's an embarrassment. He's a shame. Well, we do got the baby boy. He's out there with the sheep. This is the way I translate it, Trevor. We do got the baby boy. He's outside parking cars. We do got the baby boy. He has on a lamp on his chest, and he's cleaning up the kitchen between services. We do got the baby boy. He's cleaning up an hour after team night. He's the last one here. That's the way I read the Bible. And Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down. I love how the prophet honors the young man. He honors the young man before he's even the king. We won't even sit down until he comes. And he comes in. What's up, dad? What's up? My son. Um, get him something. A little cologne. Um, here's the preacher, prophet, guy. Uh, you're the next king. Yeah. I'm just doing my, I'm just traveling steadily. I'm just praying. I'm just, I'm just, I'm a nobody. No, God, God, you're beloved. Your name is David. In the Hebrew, it means beloved. God, God's hand is on you. And David lived a long, prosperous life filled with honor and glory. But the start of his story was filled with dishonor and abandonment from his home. I'm trying to reconcile, Lord, what you allowed this scribe to write in Chronicles versus how the man actually entered the story in Samuel. We don't got to go through it. David and Goliath, right? I defy the armies of Israel. Oh. Hey, David. Hey. I got some cheese and bread. Run it to your brothers. They're in the front line against this giant. Brothers on the front line. Like, all right, Dad. You know, David's the first pizza boy. Cheese and bread. Read your Bibles. 
You're all afraid of me. I'll kill you all. It's like, here's y'all. I defy the armies of Israel. Who, who is that? David steps up. He's like, who is that? Who defies our God? And he said, I'll, I'll fight him. <laughs> and he lived a long life full of wealth and honor. <laughs> yeah, but he had to defeat giants. It takes time. It takes time. And then it leads to that. It takes time. Travel steadily. Number three, understanding big dreams. Here it is. Opposition is guaranteed. So whatever it is, once again, it doesn't have to be high and lofty. It can be a three-week thing that you're just believing God for. Just know that once you've conceived it, because right now God is speaking to your heart. You're conceiving some dreams. You're understanding it's going to take time. Just know this. It will be opposed, and you have to have predetermined how you will react when times get hard. This is the key. Let's go to Genesis 37. Jason, come and close me out. Go ahead. I know I'm sending you earlier, but we're going to close it out here. Genesis 37. Y'all okay? All right. All right. We're almost done. Genesis 37. Put it in the chat. But I'm okay, Pastor. Y'all be too quiet online. I know you're out there. (laughs) I know you're out there. Genesis 37, verse 5. It says this here. One night, Joseph had a dream. Someone say dream. dream. And he told his brothers about it. They hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my, <laughs> Joseph's crazy. My bundle stood up, and your bundles gathered, all gathered, all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you'll reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. He was a little immature. He was young. He was 17. Soon Joseph had another dream again and told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed below me. So his brothers and his parents, and these dreams came from God. So he receives the dream. And then soon thereafter, his brothers beat him up. They throw him in a pit. They sell him to Ishmaelite slave traders who, will, who are the progenitors of the Islamic faith. Because Abraham, who is the father of faith, is the patriarch of the, you know, he's the progenitor of Christian faith, Judaism, and Islam. So it was all in the family. <laughs> so they sold him to his cousins. His cousins sold him to Egypt as if it can't get any worse. He gets to Egypt. He retains his values. He's excellent. He serves God. He loves God. The Bible says that God is blessing everything that he's doing in Potiphar's house. And as a result, Potiphar's house is blessed because of it. Potiphar's wife has the hots for Joseph wants to sleep with him. Joseph retains his values. He's traveling steadily, accepting God's love. 
trusting God's plan, following God's word. And he says, I don't want to be with you. You need to stop. She grabs his cloak, his coat, and he runs and gets loose. And now she has evidence that he tried to jump her. Potiphar gets home. Potiphar's in a rage. Now he goes to prison. I'm showing you the life cycle of a big dream. Don't lose, don't lose, don't get tired. Come on, come on. You got you to gotta grow in your, in your, open your heart. You got to grow and you got to learn to lean in the whole time because any word can really be the Holy Spirit. I'm showing, this is the cycle of a big dream. It comes in great, it comes in big, it comes in colorful, and then it has to die. This is a foreshadowing of Christ. The, the potential of Joseph had to die. 13-year process. And then eventually, you read the story in Genesis. He interprets some important people's dreams. It gets to Pharaoh. Yeah. And after a 13-year process of opposition and responding with a predetermined growth mentality, I'm going to grow through this. I'm going to grow through this. Yeah, I'm going down, but I'm going to grow right. through this. Predetermined, I'm going to grow through this. And one day, he goes from prisoner to prime minister. And he becomes the most powerful man in the world. Because the Bible says Pharaoh gave him control of all of Egypt's affairs. Read your Genesis, Lauren. It says that at one point, Joseph owned all the money in Egypt. Ex-prisoner. But his process had to be refined through opposition. And the reason you're going to receive opposition is because you have people who don't like you and you have a devil who does not like you. But you got to stay steady. And this is the question you have to ask when you face opposition. Do I see hard times as an excuse to quit? Don't clap on this, just receive it. Or as an opportunity to grow. And I'm telling you, your your Bible is so good. It says in Romans that the word of God was given for our learning and for our living. God gives us people like Moses and Joseph and to show us that it's real out here. You can have a big dream and serve the Lord and do all the church stuff and wonder why. Why isn't it still not happening? And you can begin to look at hard times and begin to say, yes, it's hard, but this is an opportunity to grow in my faith. Yes, it's hard, but this is an opportunity to grow my prayers. Yes, it's hard, but this is an opportunity to grow my serving. Yes, it's hard, but I can worship. Yes, it's hard, but I can praise. Yes, it's hard, but I can study. Yes, it's hard, but I can press in. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it is hard, hard, hard. And you see David, you see Moses, you even see Jesus laying the grave for three days. 
and he still got up. It's hard. But God's going to make it happen. Let's read James, okay? I love the message translation, Brother James. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. This is key. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Someone say prematurely. This tells me that God can stop certain things but he doesn't. And the reason he doesn't do it is so that it can cultivate a greater dependence on him. So, so, so don't prematurely try to exit it because it's when you prematurely try to exit, that's when you really step into the danger zone. So your spirit and your soul has to be in a place where it's like, devil, have your way. Just as long as I'm in line and here with my creator. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Have it, have it, have it, have it, have it. There were so many pruning seasons for me and my wife. Starting this church, every reason broke and arguments and this and people saying no and you shouldn't do it and churches are closing down all the time. What? You're leaving Florida to go to just pressure from all sides. Tired, new baby, kindergartner that's growing, pressure from all sides. Aggravated at each other, pressure from all sides. Never once did we ask the Lord to lift the pressure. This is no feather in our cap, but we understand that God's word is true. And if you read through the text of the word of God, God will not allow you to get out of it prematurely because he loves you too much. It's building you. It's growing you. Let's finish this verse. Let it do its work. So you become mature and well-developed. Not deficient in any way. This is what I come to find out. And then I'm going to close this out. We're going to pray. Y'all okay? This, this is what it is here. We'll use a work analogy. Maybe it's not a bad day at work. But maybe it's the big dream at work in you. Maybe it's not a bad day at work. Maybe it's the big dream 
at work in you. I got a dream. Y'all go bow before me and all that. And it actually happened. But think about all those dark and cold days in prison. Being on trial for a crime you didn't commit. It was the big dream at work. It was that peace, that joy, that fulfillment, that purpose, that relationship. It's at work. Let's put our hands together if you're blessed by this work. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray. Let's pray. I want to pray these three last points over you. Then we're going to open the, open the opportunity for you to come to Christ. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the grace, Lord, to dream big. Dream big. May we be pioneers in our family lineage like Jabez was. Help us, Lord. Then, Lord, I pray that you would give us the grace to go big to trust you and to obey you and to do the things that we know we should be doing. Go big. Then, Father, give us the grace to give you the glory along the way. Hallelujah. If there's anyone in here who does not know Christ as your Savior, and today is that day where you want to come to the Lord, you're going to make that turn. You're going to make that shift. I want to encourage you, it's the greatest decision that you can ever make. He is faithful. He is good. And he loves you. And if that be you and you're saying, I'm giving my heart to God today. I'm tired of running. I want his plan. I want his love to fill my heart. I want salvation. I want forgiveness. If that be you today and you say, Josh, include me in this prayer. Today, God is going to make you brand new. Church, in support of those who are coming to Christ for the first time or returning to God, repenting and turning to God, coming back home, pray with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for my sin. Give me the gift of your Holy Spirit, I turn from my past and I give my life to you. I am yours. Cleanse me. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate big.